1: One of the points of working toward oneness, developing unity, developing oneness, whether we're talking about a marriage or friendship or a body of believers, is that you die to yourself. You you refuse the temptation to be selfish and self-centered. And instead, you focus on what's gonna be best for her. What's gonna be best for him? What's gonna be best for my small group?
0: Developing unity with those around us is a great exercise in development of an attitude of selflessness. The word exhorts us to esteem others as better than ourselves. What we say and do will bring unity as we reflect that truth. In today's message, Pastor Robert will point us towards a life of unity with our fellow brethren. Well, let's join Pastor Robert for today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
1: The foundational command, the issue for the church is love one another. It's not that complicated, and yet we're not doing it most of the time. And I'm speaking for myself. Remember, I'm telling you, I got convicted. I didn't get convicted about you. I got convicted about me because I realized, oh, my goodness, you know, I I can be really Tough on people sometimes, and when it comes to the way things need to be, you know, at the church, I come in here on a on a Sunday morning, and and I'm I'm looking around and I'm picking up trash and I'm looking to see if this is in place, is that in place, is this the way it should be, is that the way I want it to be, is it is this a you know is this happening the way I've instructed it to happen, and if not, then usually I'm confronting somebody, and you know you know I asked you to make sure this was. Now, that's not all wrong, you understand. That's not all bad. But what I realized was that I'm not doing actually what, what I said in our value statement that, that we would value. I'm not, I'm not valuing people above the programs. You know, quite often I, I come in and on a Sunday morning and, and, and I'm getting really, really transparent and vulnerable with you guys, okay? You know, a lot of times I come in and, and I'm, I'm so focused on the details and the things that need to be in place and the things that, that I need to, you know, care for that I'll blow right past some of you. And you'll be like, you know, hey, Pastor, and I'm like, yeah, 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 hey. And you're supposed to be the whole point, right? I do it to her. I do it to my children. Now do you understand the cares of this world? The things that, you know, demand our attention, if you will. And it takes a deliberate decision to dial it back, to take a step back. No, no, no. What's the priority supposed to be? And the thing that that really hit me between the eyes is they talked about this, you know, so much at this conference. But then I saw one pastor doing it. And I've shared that before. You know, I saw this guy coming out, making it a point to come out and, and hug people that he clearly didn't know and was clearly uncomfortable hugging. And so I saw that, that it was a deliberate, calculated thing. But it was calculated for all the right reasons. Do you understand? It wasn't calculated to manipulate anybody. or. Any, it was a decision that he was making to put himself aside and just reach out to people, make it about them make it about them. And, and that's what Jesus did. He made it all about us. Now, He did that, I believe, in submission, again, to the will of, of the Father. But He made it all about us, you know. And, and like I said with Elizabeth and I, I mean, it's something that we we try our best. And, and I, we do. I think we do a decent job of that at home that we don't put our desires above the desires the needs of our children for example we we die to our own desires and and try to put their desires first and we over the years we've had a lot of conversations about you know just like money for example you know we we'd be in a lot better financial condition than we are as a couple if if we had made different choices concerning the needs of our children and, and the priorities, you know, like we, we would have taken fewer vacations probably. We would have, do you understand what I'm driving at? We made a decision, no, no, the family time is more important than a retirement fund. No, the, the education of the children is more important than, than a retirement fund. Being able to have these times is more important than, than maybe having a, a little bit bigger house. We really have tried to make the decision that we're based on, the best interests of of the children. And and we do that with with each other. Another time I got really convicted. You know, we're we're planning a vacation. She wrote about planning vacations a couple of weeks ago in one of her blogs. We're planning a vacation, and I realized that she's making it all about what will be nice for me. And I'm letting her do it. (laughs) You see what I mean? And I'm like, oh, this is not right. Everything's about what Robert wants to do. That's not right.
2: The last, one was, was the last one was different. The last one was different. I tried
1: to make up for it. But, but yes. do you understand, one of the points of working toward oneness, developing unity, developing oneness, whether we're talking about a marriage or friendship or a body of believers, is that you die to yourself. You, you refuse the temptation to be selfish and self-centered and instead, you focus on what's going to be best for her? What's going to be best for him? What's going to be best for my small group? What's going to be best for the church, for the rest of the body? And that becomes the focus of, of your prayers and it, and it even becomes the focus of your, of your decisions. You know, when so many times I see families make decisions without even considering the impact that it's going to have for example, on their circle within within the body of believers. No concern at all. It's like, this is what's best for my family. And I understand it, and I've I've wrestled with it a little bit personally, but one of the things that I realized is I don't wanna teach my children that our family is the center of the universe because it's not, Jesus is. Do you understand that? And so I realized when, when David was a baby, that I had to put him on the altar because I can't worship my son. He's not God, he can't be be an idol. He's a gift and I have to entrust him back to the the one who gave him. You see that? The decision not to make self-centered choices, not to make selfish choices, not to be focused on what's in the best interest of, of my family or what's in my best interest, but instead to say, What's right? What do, you, what do you want to happen here? What, God, What what's the right thing?
2: I, I'm on this kick right now where I'm sort of exploring. Everything seems to grow, right? If you have debt, it grows. If you invest, it grows. If you love, it grows. If you hate, it grows. Everything seems to just grow on its own. It seems like how God has made it, you know, that things just grow unless something stops it. So when Jesus says, you know, that it's when you lose your life that you find it, that there's something to the fact that the more you do it, the more you find it, right? It's not like, I did it today, that was super hard. God, I'm glad you'll find it one day. But that each little choice grows. It, you find your life more each time. You, it's just how he's woven the world together. That each time you do it, you invest. So each time you, you put somebody else in front of your own needs or whatever, each time you choose love over selfishness, the desire seems to grow to do it. Everything grows. Or if you choose selfishness, and it's so easy to see in somebody else, it's a lot harder to see in yourself. But if somebody chooses selfishness, let's just, don't think of somebody else, think of yourself. But so I made all these choices for a month that is really about me, and I'm, part of it feels good, it strokes the flesh, but as experience has taught me, if I do it for a month, I want to do it for two months and as a matter of fact it grows also and one of the ways I've seen that is for instance and this is not a judgment how anybody lives their life in that matter but I've seen it grow for instance a church that I was friendships with for a while back they started a mother's morning out three hours a day three days a week right to accommodate and I could definitely empathize it's awesome You go there, hopefully you can just have three hours of sanity when the kids are little and you can come home. Well, soon it's five days a week. Then it's not nine to 12, but nine to two to six, seven to six, and it grows. The more you have of time just for you, the more you want it, the more you need it. It's not enough, and it became a problem
0: Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus.